Welcome to Probably Science. My name's Andy Wood. I'm Matt Kirshen. How was your day? Not too bad. It's very warm. It's Oh yeah, we're in the middle of uh, one of these crazy late October 100 degree heat, stre- heat, st- heat streaks? Hot streaks. Heat strokes. Hot spells. What is the word for it? Heat wave. Heat wave. <laughs> Hot wave. See, that's the problem. Wave spell. When it hits 100. Gut spell. Your brain stops. <laughs> Spelling bee. Bee movie. We're in a five day bee movie. <laughs> Temperatures have reached B movie level. Oh yeah, it's it's a full on Corman out there. What are you guys doing to beat the heat? I guess working in an air conditioned office. <laughs> I, I am, although the aircon was slightly dodgy yesterday. It was a it was a big problem. We had to shift out to the hallway for a bit because the air conditioning wasn't working for a bit. Oh, tragic! I know, tragic. The things we go through. Should we bring in our guest? Yeah, the the host of last night's uh, another another fall tradition in L.A. is. Uh, in the middle of our heat wave and approaching Halloween, there is always a show in which comedians perform as other comedians called Shtick or Treat. And last night's show was hosted by none other than none other than none other than our guest, Jason Sines. Hi, Andy. You having trouble talking today, buddy? I don't know what happened. It's the heat. I took a nap. Is that is it possible I still have nap brain? I do that during the heat wave too. Man, I yeah. just lose all energy. It's uh, it's crazy. But um, thanks for having me here, dude. Yeah, Matt, was- Andy. Good Very excited to be here. Joining us last night, you and Nick Turner hosted Stick or Treat yeah. as as Nick Cannon and uh, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> Absolutely, man, Jeff Foxworthy, number one redneck comedian of all time. I do remember a time when I had lower standards for comedy, and I and I thought he was pretty fun. <laughs> Dude, go back and listen to that first Jeff Foxworthy album. Yeah, you'll be blown away. There's some good jokes. Like, seriously, like, good jokes, but just, like, how polished and how tight he is. Yeah, yeah. He, every line's a joke. There's no wasted air or anything like that. So it's, like, pure technical side yeah. of joke writing. You might not be your cup of tea, but as far as, like, you know, getting the most out of every line, him and those all those blue-collar guys, right. except Bill Engel. I was going to say... Uh, <laughs> There's definitely... <laughs> but they all are, like, really precise and incredible, like, performers. So. Yeah, I mean, Ron White's amazing, um, mm-hmm. but it's funny that they all tried to get... I don't know, actually know the history of... Wh- Ron White's which the one that, had... like, he was the weird anomaly in that show anyway, though. Like, he's, I don't know. The one like, Ron? was, like, ha- ha- just a fu- dirtier, like... Well, he's just mm. a different kind of comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, who ended up on that show, and good for him, because it kicked him up from a club headliner to a theater... Yeah. Household name. It's more of a storyteller. Yeah, doesn't have a, a catchphrase with and a he's, T-shirt. He's a great cut. Like he's a just by any metric a great cut. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but was Jeff the first of those guys to have the catchphrase? And the reason they all tried to because Bill's was the, the the most reaching for it. What right? was Bill's catchphrase? Here's your sign. Here's, Here's your, your sign. sign. I think does the sign say I'm dumb or something? Yeah, the... it says I'm dumb. <laughs> is that what? <laughs> that it was is? his bit. That was his shtick where. He'd be like, you know, dumb people, I wish dumb people would just carry around a sign that said they're dumb, then you'd know that they were dumb, you didn't have to interact with them, you know? And then he'd do like things like, you know, ex- examples of someone, being you know, dumb. being dumb, and then he'd go, here's your sign, and that was his big claim to fame. So, the thing, the thing that I, the flaw in that system, from my point of view, mm-hmm. is that it relies on other people bestowing that sign upon the dumb person. There's a lot of moving parts. Like, yeah, whereas I think, why can't you opt into the system? Why can't you go like, hey, I'm dumb. Where's my sign? <laughs> where's, my sign? where's my sign? I've earned my sign. Yeah. 
Well, the doctor gives you a sign as soon as you're born. Right. Yeah. yeah and you just have to wear it around. This is a sign, kid. <laughs> Here's your ba- <laughs> I want to introduce more bureaucracy to the sign yeah. system. I want to have what is forms it? What is it, out. doctor? It's a sign. <laughs> mm, it's a sign. All signs point to your son is stupid. <laughs> We're already doing better than Bill Engvall ever did with that catchphrase. Wait, I just realized I shouldn't have criticized Signs when that is sort of your stock. In that is true. My last but, name is Signs, and that is my Instagram, Sign Signs. Yes. Yeah, your entire Instagram is full of very silly signs <laughs> yes. that you've stuck up in neighborhoods and yeah. stores and... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have. That's my Instagram account, Sign Signs, S A E N Z S I G N S, because that's my last name, and I decided to yeah. help people um, pronounce um, my name yeah. by doing an Instagram account. Yeah, and it's like fake. I make fake flyers and posters, like missing dogs and yard sales and stuff like that. And then I, I post them around the town and I take pictures of them. They're and great jokes, it. too. I mean, I don't want to like just read off. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Just oh, an hour sure. of reading off my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. uh, but do you have people call? You have phone numbers on them sometimes, right? Is yeah. It always a thing it's the same. Up, when I let's, it, it's, isn't it the same phone number on all of them? Or? Yeah, it's a Google voicemail box I set up. Nice. <laughs> it's just, not my number. That'd yeah. Be insane. yeah, no, of course not. I didn't think. I presumed it was like number. a separate SIM card yeah. or something that you bought. Just it's my ex girlfriend's number. Right. And she gets it. No, um, yeah, it's a Google voicemail box I set up, and uh, I've gotten a lot of weird voicemails from it, uh, which I sometimes post when people call in. Like oh, when okay. I did a lot of Trump stuff during the election, I got a lot of hate voicemails. Wait, were they pro or anti or just weird? <laughs> oh, they were just pro-Trump, like, you know, calling me the, you know, like, calling me a faggot and calling me, I'll fight you, and how dare you make fun of Trump, and come to Jersey, I'll kick your ass, you know, a lot of good yeah, stuff well, like that. doesn't that. seem like a good idea at all. Like, yeah, I haven't you... taken him up on it. Why would you, <laughs> but I did give why would you him, travel did... to Jersey on, knowing that <laughs> the only thing waiting for you there is a fight? <laughs> like, come to Jersey, I'll kick your ass. Oh, really? No, that sounds great. Can I wait for, because uh, it's peak season right now, so it's really expensive. Can I? Yeah. Do you share a Google Calendar with them just to figure out a time it's going to work for both of you guys? Yo, get on, like, yo, get on kayak.com. You look at all the different rates. Compare rates. Get your ass here to Middletown, New Jersey. Take the five bus from the terminal. Meet me at there. Five o'clock. I'll kick your ass. And here's your sign. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the shtick I do. Sign signs. Here's all, your sign They're signs. really funny. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to... Uh, I, I want to, but I will not uh, read from them. But trust me, listeners, you want to go follow Sign Signs on Instagram. Super funny stuff. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate we'll that. put the link in the show notes. You yep. can click on straight through. Andy, are you going to do Woods Wood? Oh, man. Uh, would that... Uh, would just, that just pictures be of his boner pictures? all around yeah, town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all around town? I love how it's not even at his house. It's around town. <laughs> tasteful, tasteful. Discreet. Like, yes. backlit. Like, sil- like right. things that are almost safe for work because they're so subtle. Like... Almost safe for work is almost the new, yeah. ASFW. Almost safe for work, but yeah, tasteful, very tasteful. tasteful Sometimes news. it's like, "Where's Waldo?" We don't even see it at first. It's right, just part right. of the picture. Have you ever heard of those sites uh, like Tumblr, is where women will uh, like rate the maybe it's just one person who does it rates the aesthetic quality of guys sending dick pics and she rates them not she doesn't rate the penis she oh. rates the picture oh like, talks about like composition and i love lighting that and yeah, i like, love that i'm sure women would appreciate that more yeah take some take some time take some like, time don't let your feet photobomb the dick pic you know yeah. like, oh no no get like a green screen in there get some yeah. nice lighting give it a lightsaber you know boom, some sound effects get a lens flare in there Andy Woods Wood. Woods Wood. Look it up. Look forward on uh, telephone poles around town. <laughs> hey, Jason, we it's like to ask our guests this before we get into the okay. stories. What, if anything, and we held you off from talking about this more before we recorded, is your background in science? Oh, well, uh, 
First of all, I thought my last name was science for about the first five, six years of my life until I was five or six years old. Mm -hmm. I thought my name was Jason Science, and I thought that was awesome. That's great. (laughs) And then my parents told me, no, it's signs, signs, and I was like, oh, that's that's not as cool as (laughs) science. Um, But uh, other than that, I was... uh, I was a psychology major, undergrad, nice. got my Bachelor of Arts degree in psychology, and that is a social science. That is a social Indeed. science. So I am well accredited for this podcast. Did you uh, have any specialization within that, or was it just kind of... That was just underground general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I'd, I'd loved uh, behavioral science, because uh, it was it was like the, the, the first... I'm sorry, like behavioral psychology science behavioral therapy where it was actually like this is what you can do to like change your behavior this is like reinforcement and punishment and all that type of stuff because it was stuff you could actually apply to your life and it wasn't right. just like all this philosophy and then of course abnormal abnormal psychology was just a lot of fun mm-hmm. seeing crazy people and schizophrenics and that story of the one guy who got like a railroad spike through his brain and Phineas Gage his, and then yeah yeah <laughs> yes Phineas Gage and then how, be, being mentioned I'd say at least five or six times on this podcast yeah because they just found a, an actual photograph of him for the first time in the yeah. last like five or ten years mm-hmm. yeah and then a handsome guy good looking guy yeah. except for that railroad spike in I mean, his face the railroad spike, yeah. but then like you know the Stanford uh, trials and all the different like shock therapy experiments that they did yes and all just like you know just like fascinating um you know like social science experiments about how people treat each other and how people react to stressful situations i just thought that was all you know fantastic yeah yeah i love that stuff too fascinating Um, i was working on a show last summer for youtube red that's a psychology show and part of it was they were trying to recreate classic psychology experiments but all the most interesting ones are horribly unethical oh yeah <laughs> like the Milgram shock thing and the Stanford prison experiment right yeah that was all done in the 60s before they had these yeah, ethics like rules and codes <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, when you know psychology was just like, let's hook a guy up to a car battery and see if somebody in the other room will press it and shock him when we tell him to. And like, hey, oh, you're really shocking this guy. Well, they weren't really shocking the guy in that spirit. But even, not, not, even making someone, but think making some people still think, yeah, evil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, that the results of that study was that people are are awful, hum, people awful yeah. creatures. Follow let's see directions. if a person reacts more when <laughs> yes. it's their child being covered in paint or another child. <laughs> right, and they, yeah, they will throw another child, you know, off a cliff. It's yeah. it's crazy. Or like the, there was a Bobo doll thing where they had uh, they had adults beat up this inflatable clown doll uh-huh. in front of kids, and then had the adults <laughs> leave to see if the kids would mimic that. Behavior. Yeah, and they would, and they would. So now you've also trained this little kid to be more violent. Yes, because of your experiment. Uh, yeah, we found out that they're more violent. Thank you so much, science. Yeah. Uh, but an interesting thing I found out though in researching the show last summer was yeah. some of those things that everyone learns in Psych 101 have been disproven, like that. Uh, the bystander effect case, Kitty Genovese. Right. Was that where everyone was, no one called 911 for a girl being attacked in an alleyway? Was the story. Yeah. Right. But then if you do some digging into it, it actually, the brother of that woman did a documentary about it and it's on Netflix called, um, is it just called The Witness? Um, But yeah, the story was bullshit. Like the story was that 50 people heard her scream and no one called the cops, no one did anything and she was murdered because everyone else was like oh if assumed. I hear it someone else must hear it yeah. and then and then so they assume somebody else would call yeah the bystander effect um, and then uh, let's see the truth of it was 
maybe like two people heard and one of them tried to call the police and was on hold for five minutes like kept the police wouldn't pick up until they finally gave up and someone else actually like did come running down and cradled her and like tried to stop the bleeding wow. and they died in, in their arms like the story was completely false completely it was fabricated. this weird like combination of uh, bad reporting some bad initial reports and like newspapers wanting to have that story because it obviously is a great like it's what the rest of the country thinks about New York yes like oh all these people living together they don't care about each other it's just yes. this fucking urban jungle nightmare well but that's not science it, it like basically true. something off of a story a yeah story. yeah yeah the story, it's called Thank you, Alexa. Alexa just talked to us. <laughs> that was creepy. What right. Did she say? Well, now I'm curious if people are listening to this podcast through their speakers at home, if whatever we just said will also set off their ALE. Whenever you say Alexa on the podcast. Yes, don't, you can't. Oh, sorry. Alexa, is this podcast going well? That's actually something that, uh, you know, Jordan, Jesse Go, the podcast, yeah. Jordan Morrison, Jesse Thorne, they, they've been doing that for a while, like making people's Alexas go off oh, in that's their funny. podcast. It's kind of a dick move. But uh, Burger King had a, uh, a commercial where they did that. And it made you like order a yeah. Whopper. Uh-huh. And then South Park. Yeah, they did. They, they Exactly. Yeah. They're like, they said the name of the whatever it was. And then tell us what's in the uh, a Whopper. And then everyone went off and everybody hated Burger King for it. <laughs> but then South Park did an episode recently where they, they did the same thing and it was funny and people loved it oh nice where they made uh i can't i can't even say her name i'm so scared she's gonna say having a child around yeah al yeah yeah. talk and it was it was part of the show nice um tangent alert i was saying when i was so really interrupted by this wannabe um ai uh the witness is the movie about kitty genovese's murder which i haven't even watched all of it yet i just want to watch this but um yeah that was one of those staples of psych 101 Mm -hmm. it wasn't true at all well, it's, 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 that's what science is for is to that's debunk that what, shit. It's exactly. Hey, you know, you know what else can hear things or what is that? Potentially attacks. Oysters. Oysters. Oysters can hear things. Yeah. The latest creature shown to hear the world around them. It's just that hearing might be commonplace in mollusks and other simple marine, uh, creatures. So the impact of noise pollution from ships and exploration might be greater than previously assumed. Hmm. Jean-Charles Massabau at the University of Bordeaux and his colleagues placed 32 Pacific oysters in tanks and exposed them to a range of sounds of varying loudness with frequencies between 10 and 20,000 hertz. Oysters tend to close their valves when stressed or threatened, so they were fitted with accelerometers to track whether they moved. They found that the oysters responded to frequencies between 10 and 1,000 hertz. Uh, Massabau said they don't hear as we would, would instead probably perceive the vibrations created by sound waves using an organ that registers movement and vibration, the statocyst. There are all sorts of potential advantages to being able to hear, says Massablau. For instance, the oysters might hear the arrival of tidal water, which carries food. Um, Our results show that in shallow waters, they must be able to hear breaking waves and water currents. They could then open up, ready for the tide's arrival. Um, and thunderstorms would be audible as well, which could explain previous observations that oysters spawn during thunder and lightning. Could be a trigger to synchronized spawning. Uh, Sexy. Right? They might also wow. hear the current sound of currents created when the predators approach, uh, like lobsters or fish, which feed on young oysters. Uh, they might produce sound in the oysters' hearing range. Um, and they were most sensitive to these lower f- the lowest of those frequencies, between 10 and 200 hertz, which are typically produced by things like shipping exploration with explosives, seismic surveys, pile driving, and wind turbines. 
all of the pile driving. I don't know whether that's talking about like the wrestling or the sex move. I'm assuming it's yeah. Is it wrestling or sex? Could be either. The ultimate warrior goes in the ocean, brother. But all these noises can muddle the normal oyster sound landscape. Hmm. I think the word is soundscape. Uh, as a result, they may mistake ship noise for tides or thunderstorms and open up or spawn at the wrong time. The noise might also mask the approach of predators. Massablau says we, people tend to think about underwater noise pollution as solely a, a threat to larger animals like whales. Um, what we show here is the problem is possibly a very real one for many more animals than we imagined. Hmm. It's like they've discovered the oyster, the brown note of the yeah. oyster world. The one that makes them shit their shell. Shit their shell. Have you heard, about, have you heard of the concept of a brown, the brown note? Is that like oh, a yeah. military uh, weaponry where you, you, so. you shoot it's a completely brown note and you shoot yourself? That's it the, invented. It was, it was, it's not a real thing. Probably Nazis probably no, did. It's, it's like a, it's, no, it was like South, it was someone like South Park. That invented the concept I mean, of a brown note? That does sound... No, no, it's been around for a while. I mean, as an idea that isn't Sonic real. Guns has been around for a while, that, that concept of yeah, the, but those are like a weapon. Yeah, but those are actually like blow out your ears and not to make you shit. Wait, no, now you have me wondering. There's no... There's... The brown note. So these oysters can hear my secrets. It was busted on Mythbusters. Okay, yeah. There's no brown note. That's good. Let's find it tonight. If, um, call in right now, callers, if you have you think you, you have, have a note to make Andy a match shit themselves. The brown note. Okay, so yeah, our, our ships are making these oysters think that there are good things happening, so they're opening up and they're just. It's getting... interesting that they can handle, they like understand vibrations and they can open and close and yeah. react depending on what they think is coming. I've said this for years oysters are smart. Right? That's yeah. what nobody fucking gets about oysters. They're, I've been saying that. Yeah. They think they're just slugs to make no. pearls and to eat, but I say they got feelings and they listen to you. That's it's been proven. That's I've, why they're an aphrodisiac because of their intelligence. I've been going biggest sex organ. It is. That they're is listening. They're such good hand. listeners. <laughs> I've been going to an oyster therapist for a few months, and um, she just sits there in her shell and she really listens. <laughs> and I could just tell her whatever I want, and then when time's up, she just closes her shell and then I leave. <laughs> no judgment. Yeah, no judgment. Not at all. <laughs> Dude, make for great. It's <laughs> picturing. <laughs> You t- <laughs> this open, slimy ass oyster. Oh, this, uh, I guess we about chair. Up, isn't it? Slowly closing down. You just this oh, therapist. Yes. This therapist that you're being going to. Uh, yes. Is this therapy office Shall only we? open around uh, happy hour? <laughs> yes. She's only. Uh, yeah. And I. Um, and I can I can see her, therapist night. I could see her or a dozen at a time. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, but uh, her name is Shelly, and she's a wonderful girl. <laughs> You pay her in uh, horseradish and cocktail sauce? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I sure do. Uh-huh. And whenever she has feedback, it just it slides down real easy. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. That's nice. It seems like a reasonable... Yeah. yeah you know? Uh, the other day she told me I was a bit shellfish. Oh, so God. we have a lot to work through on that. But uh, I feel like she, we have some breakthroughs, you know? <sighs> Shelly, my oyster Shelly, therapist. Shelly, oyster therapist. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Anything else Voice on that? <laughs> Anything yeah. else you want to know about my therapist? No, oh, I, th- I think we covered yeah, all the bases. That much, that's, um, do you guys like oysters? Uh, I love them. Yeah, I was at a, I was at a, a, a thing at the pier last weekend that had, featured an oyster shucking competition. Oh man, I love oysters. Have you ever shucked oysters? Did we? Did you take I, part in it? I didn't know, but the person we were rooting for won for the third year in a row, and then he. Uh, 
dropped his shucking knife and uh, or dropped the mic and his shucking knife and said he's retiring from the competition. Wow. Three peat and done. How no do more. you have a favorite oyster shucker? <laughs> I was there with uh, a friend of his wife, fiance's. And like, is this a sport you've been following for a while? <laughs> yeah, they they root for him. He, he's a chef at a restaurant um, in Santa Monica. I will think of the name, uh, the Fig. Okay, he's the chef at the Fig in Santa Monica, which is um, the the restaurant at the Fairmont Hotel. Check it out; it's a great restaurant. So he's a great chef, and uh, for some reason, he's able to shuck about like thirty-five oysters in two minutes. Wow. Or something insane without cutting himself. Also, if you cut yourself, you're out. <laughs> yeah, you and the oysters are very sharp the, and stuff. There's a lot of jagged the, edges. Yeah, you got to go towards, and they does, also have does to. Does he all, wear a glove on his holding hand, or is they it both? All pu- they, they were bare-handed. plastic gloves on both hands, so it doesn't protect you from. Okay, it's just just hygiene. Do. I guess, yeah, that wouldn't help at all because if you've no. cut yourself, you've cut through that. Cut through that plastic. Yeah. That's um, great. 30, I think, in, in the 30s. So Congratulations. Pretty amazing. And uh, did you eat those oysters you shucked? Well, that's what I was going to say. I asked him afterwards, what do they do with those? Like, oh, they just throw them away. Those are shit. Because I guess there are... Oh, know, those are like, sh- and I asked him... Competition oysters. Right. So then I was like, well, if you're getting <laughs> if you're getting Dallow oysters at happy hour, are those probably... He's like, yeah, those are shit. You should never eat... No. He's like, I'm like, what, what's the least you should pay... And still feel comfortable you're getting a decent oyster. And he said, I wouldn't pay less than like, I wouldn't pay under two bucks. So two if you're dollar oyster. oysters, those are shit. Those are like less than 50 cents wholesale. And the good ones should be like a dollar, dollar fifty wholesale. And then sold to you for two or three or more. Okay. All right. So, That's a good tip. That's an yeah. insider's tip. I, I didn't realize when we started this story that I actually had some new knowledge of oysters. <laughs> I paid 10 week. bucks an oyster. That's a that. Listen, you're going to. <laughs> is that too much for an oyster? Did, you, did your therapist brainwash you? <laughs> she did. Tell me to pay work. more for her oyster yeah. time. Yeah. Like, if you really value what's happening here, you mm-hmm. should really up the price. Yeah. Oyster esteem is a problem. There's a systemic problem with low oysters. With oyster esteem, esteem in yeah. This country. Yeah. They've yeah. been undervalued for so long. They're schmoisters at that point. <laughs> you ever had one of those? Schmoister? Yeah. It's, I think they have them at Hooters. I think it's just like a fried oyster and they call them schmoisters. Oh, and okay, they will kill you, you. <laughs> one moisture at a time. Is this because of the friedness or the low quality of the oyster they started Probably with? both. Can you imagine what the quality of the fucking oysters yeah. are at Hooters? Hooters oyster? That's the bottom of the barrel. I, oh, is man. Hooters not the highest of quality food? <laughs> I've actually never been to a Hooters. No, I'm sorry. I went one Thank time. Thank you, sir. I've never eaten in one. I only uh, go to Hooters for the articles. Yeah. <laughs> My friend was dating at Hooters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The articles are just... <laughs> My friend was dating a Hooters waitress. Um, wow. Or he, ha- I guess he had, I, it, to be more accurate, I think a year ago, a year prior to my visit with him, he had hooked up with a Hooters waitress. Mm-hmm. And we were driving past this Hooters. He's like, hey, I'm going to go inside and see if, let's call her Shelly. Sure. She might have been an oyster therapist. Uh, let's say hi. And she had been promoted to, um, she was like the hostess. And she was nice. wearing a polo shirt. And I was like, <laughs> oh, so it's like, as you get promoted you get, you get more, clothes. more clothes we give you your clothes back <laughs> yeah. the ceo is in full burka <laughs> oh yeah totally there's a kid working the deep fryer in a thong like he's just getting <laughs> grease burns on his upper thighs Ow. Yeah, that's no. wow hooters great establishment this episode brought to you by hooters mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean it's a it's a meritocracy like that's that's it's awful fair. it's awful food it's you get you know, more clothes it's just it's stupid anyways yes uh, Let's move on. Oysters. I, I did a I did a gig. <laughs> Some more oysters. I had a gig in uh, 
there's another chain that's like Hooters, but it's all sort of sports themed. And and oh, hang on, it has a Celtic theme as well. What is it called? Oh, the Tilted Kilt. Oh, okay. I did. I wasn't aware until I got to the gear. I was like, this is a fairly revealing outfit that the waitress is. And then I realized everyone's in this. And I was like, oh, okay, that's the, they're like. That's the, the I, Tilted Kilt. I Googled kilt. this and it's a big chain. And apparently they're all collectively known as restaurants. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's I've fun. That. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? That's fun. Is that, but you wouldn't, would you include the, uh, like the, the bikini coffee, bikini barista places up in Seattle? Is that considered a. No. No, that's more, rest- that's more of a fetish. Hey, and that's a bikini cafe. coffee place, did you say? You haven't heard of those? No. It's a big thing in Washington <laughs> State. Maybe other places too, like drive up um, coffee stands where the, the girls serving ah. you the coffee are in bikinis. And they've tried to outlaw. I know there's a few like dive butts. Dive butts. Dive butts? That was the best you could come up with. Like, the wheels so were turning dive for butt. 30 Is that a dive bar with butts? <laughs> dive butts. Dive um, butts. Okay. Hmm. All right. Other body parts. Dive Well, there's butts. cocktail lounges. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's you guys nice. been to Banana Boys <laughs> in the Valley? There was that. I think the man, the man Show, I think, did a parody of those where it was like the guys all are showing or um, like ball, yeah, ball revealing. Like uh, banana hangers or, or whatever those thongs are for men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man Show. Man Show. They did it all. Right? Um, Do we have any more stories? Well, you know what? We're still in Animal Kingdom. I want to oh, do this story because... Red squirrels traded by Vikings. I'm just going to dive straight in here. Yeah, yeah. Could have brought leprosy to pre-medieval England, according to archaeologists. I didn't know anything about any of this. No, I didn't it's know. A lot There's to so unpack. many parts yeah. of the story I didn't know. I didn't know that leprosy traveled to medi to pre-medieval England mm-hmm. from non-England. Uh, I didn't know that red squirrels were traded by Vikings. Um, I wonder wow. if they considered it. Like- you don't think of Vikings as being squirrel traders do you i bet if it weren't for the redness they wouldn't but they're right they're, they they're love the ginger red, they love the ginger yeah. squirrels exactly they'll trade anything as red. pets as for for fur for pelts for pelts for um, um you know for, for aphrodisiac pelt, qualities for both pelt and meat okay there you go both okay. highly prized they were researchers revealed a pre-normal a pre-norman skull found in suffolk has a leprosy strain closely related to a type known to affect squirrels. The strain has also mm. been found in medieval Scandinavian skeletons. So Cambridge wow. University's Sarah Inskip said contact with the highly prized squirrel pelt and meat traded by Vikings could have spread the disease. And radiocarbon dating reveals the woman's skull, which is held at Dis Museum in Norfolk, dates to between 885 and 1015 AD which has the same strain of leprosy as that identified in skeletal remains found in medieval Denmark and Sweden. Crazy. So it traveled, and people are thinking that the squirrels brought it. Yeah. Well, DNA sequencing of the mycobacterium leprae strain found in the modern animals. um, Oh, they they cited a recent study demonstrating that leprosy infections in red squirrels uh, in... uh, Brown Sea Island in Dorset uh, was closely related to that found in the Hoxney skull. The strain is found in nine banded armadillos and has caused some human cases Aww. of leprosy in Florida. Of course. Oh, Florida. Of course Florida is Ground where people zero. are getting leprosy yeah, off of armadillos. Come over here, let me kiss that cute little thing. I should have even I should have even put it the other way around. I should have phrased it to you. What state? Hey, guess where yeah. humans have been getting leprosy from armadillos? 
I would have said Texas because you said armadillo. Uh, but yeah. Don't give it up for Florida, man. Um, aren't aren't uh, squirrels just like tree rats? It makes sense that they'd be much. carrying disease like that. They're, they're rodents. But uh, Kings Lynn and Yarmouth in uh, in Norfolk were significant ports for fur imports from Denmark and Sweden around that time, and also sometimes kept as pets. The leprosy strain has previously been found in the skeleton of a man from Great Chesterford near Cambridge, dating from 415 to 545 AD, suggesting it had persisted for hundreds of years in southeast England. Um, So the new evidence, coupled with the presence of leper hospitals in East Anglia from the 11th century onwards, adds weight to the idea that the disease was endemic in this region, earlier than it was in other parts of the country. Mmm, them squirrels. Right? I don't know. I just never... I guess... I never had it in my head that Vikings were sort of trading things like that. I guess they were. Why? Well, well I, just, I just had it in my mind that they sort of travel over, kill people, take stuff, and then go back again. But they don't I guess you can't be, just do that. I wouldn't have guessed them to be big on aesthetics. And so I would have thought for... For the furs that they're interested in, they'd be ones that are big enough to keep you warm. And I don't think even the biggest red squirrel is yeah. very practical. Besides, for like a little decorative, a little decorative scarf or, or something, a little you know, a little hat, um, um, a stole, a squirrel stole, a squirrel stole. Sure. Well, you know, the Vikings were complex people, Matt. They you were. Know, you know, that's a fair point. That is a great point. I was being a little bit yeah, kind of they, dismissive. They were not all not all you know rape and pillagers. Some of them were musicians, tender lovers. Some of them were tender lovers, and some of them raised and skinned squirrels. <laughs> yes, yes. Some of them were just like the 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 red squirrel pelt guy, you know. And he, and one day his nose fell off, and he went, "Hmm, that's weird." <laughs> certainly couldn't be this, certainly couldn't be this uh, funky smelling stolen word. Mm, Og, come over here. I can't do a Viking impression. Is this good? Hey, Og, come over here. Why I, is my I, nose I, falling I, off? I think they'd be sort of Scandinavian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, can I you do a Viking go, impression? I think you're going to go with a sort of. I think they're much closer to the Swedish chef kind of thing. Right, right, right. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what, that's, what, that's what a Viking sounded like. I'm pretty sure. Friend of friend of squirtin'. Interestingly, squirrel, uh, one of the only words, not one of the only, but like a word that other Northern Europeans, specifically Germans, can't say for shit. Have you ever Googled Germans trying to say the squirrel. words? Squirrel. Have you heard them say, trying to say no, it? No, I can just imagine. Like, if you look at YouTube, uh, Germans trying to say squirrel. <laughs> like, we won't squirrel. take out time out of this podcast to do it now, but <laughs> I will do if you want a five-minute diversion, then yeah. You've there seen are it? Mi- I have seen it. <laughs> squirrel. 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 <laughs> Squirrel? Squirrels are smart, and so are rats. All those rodents I don't trust because they're super smart. Well, you'll trust an oyster with your intimate secrets in yeah. a therapist's office. Yeah. But you're not going to trust a rat. When's the last time you heard about an oyster giving you leprosy? That's a good point. That's a Thank good you. Point. All they give you is a Best severe point. intestinal distress. That's all you need. That's fine. By the way, uh, we're burying the lead on this. I clicked through to the article about the leprosy cases in Florida. Yeah. Um, Here we go. Yeah. So health officials in Florida are warning people to avoid contact with armadillos. (laughs) After a recent rise in leprosy cases, Florida officials have reported nine cases of leprosy already this year, double the normal rate, which raises the question, there was a normal rate of leprosy in Florida? There's a normal rate of everything down in Florida. There, There was a normal rate of four cases a year. I didn't know that leprosy existed anywhere anymore. I love that they, it was a it was well, a was formal ago, announcement 
to the population of Florida to stay away from armadillos. Stay away from, yeah. It says, uh, while the risk of contracting leprosy from an armadillo is low, health officials advise <laughs> against touching the animals. Come on, I know you want to touch it and kiss it and hug it, but please, Lord, please, don't touch the armadillo. The disease can be spread through saliva. Armadillos sometimes spit when cornered or caged. Jesus. Stop letting the armadillo spit yeah. in your mouth. Yeah. <sighs> don't quit making out with these armadillos. They're they're in the rodent family, aren't they? They kind of seem like that. I Marsupial, know. I don't know. They're they're around that that genome. Uh yeah, what is an armadillo? I love in Florida the their public announcements to their population. Like during the hurricane, they had an announcement mm-hmm. to warn uh, citizens to not shoot at the hurricane. <laughs> this is like the sheriff of Miami yeah. literally the reason, tweeted out, "Don't shoot at the hurricane." The reason wasn't what you think. It's it's because it just angers the hurricane. That was the reason they told them not to shoot at it. Don't shoot. Yeah. You'll just get it pissed off. Also, didn't know the leprosy was actually called Hansen's disease. Your tongue um, falls out. It is. They, it is treatable. It is treatable these days. So if you got leprosy, <laughs> oh yeah, because they got like they found out whatever it was Jesus was doing, and they right. found a way to synthesize it, bottle it. Um, Jesus in a bottle. It looks like armadillos are pretty much in their own family. Wow, really? uh, that makes sense. Uh, Clamithoridae, okay. a family of cingulate ma- mammals. Singlet mammals, and they are—it's mostly different types of armadillo that are in that. Uh, yeah. Which one is safe to and kiss? Even like even going one level further. <laughs> which one's safe to kiss? Are there any armadillos that are safe to kiss and hug? Um, Does it say which kinds of? You can in you can in the northern states. Okay, it says, good. All right, cool. All right. And western uh, coastal coastal armadillos, but not a, south coast. Get a coastal armadillo. Uh, what is the armadillo age of consent? Does it vary by state also? Well, hang on. How, let me find out how long armadillos live for. <laughs> and then you have to do and the when math. They come up, yeah, it should be at least a quarter of the life expectancy of an armadillo. Uh, just yeah. going incognito mode here. <laughs> oh, armadillo. Underage. Sexual maturity. Sexy armadillos. Uh, nine-banded armadillos reach sexual maturity at the age of one year. And reproduce every year for the rest of their 12 to 15 year lifespans. Whoa! Mm. A single female can produce up to 56 young over the course of her life. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, that's worth getting the flesh eating virus. You know what I mean? You only got to wait a year or so before they're sexually mature, but I would say emotionally mature, you probably need to wait another year or so. Right, right, right. right. So, two is the. I would say the legal age. Yeah, I'm not like. You know, this is just. You gonna go on the record here, Matt? No, don't take this. This is just. <laughs> this is coming I'm from putting Matt's this down as a plant. Mouth. I'm planting a flag, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm prepared to move that flag. <laughs> I'm not cementing it in right now. I'm just okay. You I'm heard just it here softly first. Softly pressing Matt, that flag into the grass to see how, said how it looks. You can fuck an armadillo <laughs> at, if it's two years older. Suddenly, just think pieces galore about the problematic episode of pelvic <laughs> science that encourages underage mm-hmm. armadillo. You know what they say though? Like you can, it is reasonable to use a uh, a facsimile of an underage armadillo. Mm-hmm. That's okay if it is, but not a real. You know what I mean? Right. Well, if you if yeah. you they have... call that an armadillo, is what that is. <laughs> Thank so, you. Yeah. He got to it, ladies and gentlemen. If you have <laughs> fucked an armadillo, 
write into us, probablyscience yeah. at gmail.com. Let us know how it went, or you can tweet us at probablyscience. Only a nine banded, though. I don't want to hear from any eight banded fuckers. That's gross. Yeah, so just but just let us know how it went. Uh, we always like our ca- corrections, comments, and clarifications. That we do. One came in from Justin McDowell. Because uh, on the last episode, I was asking, why is gold valuable? And uh, here's Justin's explanation. Justin says, gold has historically been the basis for exchange since basically the beginning of society. It has relative rarity, especially in early civilization, which is necessary for anything of value, but also has certain properties that allowed it to be minted and tested for its purity. Namely, it's very soft, which helps distinguish itself from other similar metals, like fool's gold. Uh, And because it was easy for almost anybody to test the purity, early societies had confidence in using it as a standard for exchange. Um... It says it ever seen so not just the fact that it's malleable for productive reasons but just you could actually you can test, test it you know that sort of biting on it that yeah. you see in uh, movies where someone would chew on the coin to see if they leave um, tooth prints in it um, in other words they could tell that the gold they got was worth as much as the gold they spent and up until recently gold had been the standard for thousands of years or at least that's how I understood it from the first episode of a wonderful documentary series called Connections, and then Pub gives us a link to Connections. Did you ever watch uh, that growing up? I hadn't heard of that until I clicked through that link. And then Justin finishes, I hadn't, Justin finishes by saying, so basically gold kickstarted civilization and set off the chain reaction that got us to where we are today. So actually, fuck you, gold. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. That's a pretty good explanation. I still think it's silly. Well, I mean... But yeah, silly I get in that all monetary the, systems are all monetary silly systems. Are, we yeah, just agreed something has value and it has value because we agreed to it. Yeah, like it's circular, right? But, just like diamonds. Yeah, it's only I mean, that, valuable that, because there's a market on them. That shit's even worse though. Oh it's yeah, like absolutely. One company that cornered the market. Yes, like, yes. Yeah. In fact, I think there's. I heard there's enough diamonds that everybody in the world could have a diamond. They just, like, they just, hold they, back they, they just hold yeah, on to yeah. them. Yes, yeah. fucking De Beers. <laughs> The beers. That's why I don't trust the Dutch. You know, never have, never will. Yep. So wait, Matt, you hadn't heard of Connections. Had you heard of James Burke, the host of Connections? Is he? Uh, let me see. Because I was like, is this just a giant hole in my popular science knowledge? Is he the Bill Nye of England or something? He looks familiar. He's eighty now. I guess the show Connections was around or started in nineteen seventy-eight. Yeah, he looks familiar, but I think he mostly did stuff when i was relatively young yeah it's very very 70s he was a reporter on tomorrow's world which is a show that may still yes connections connections so he was a reporter on tomorrow's world but but in the uh 60s and 70s but if you um season two of look around you is a parody of tomorrow's world okay okay that that i was gonna say the videos i saw looked like season one of yeah so gold i love it it's the best it's great. Um, yeah, we get a lot of emails from listeners, uh, some with story suggestions, some with donations, which we always appreciate. Um, there's a link you can click on probablysites.com and uh, donate to PayPal, which helps us keep the lights yeah. on here. Uh, we the Squarespace some- Power probablysites.com yes. website. Of course, of course. Um, thank you very much to monthly donations that came in from Peter Lipchi, Leanne Magier, Emma Wilton, Mark Williams, Caroline Laco, and John... Clarici, Clarici. How have we decided we say that? I said I've pronounced it the la- the latter Clarici. of those two options. If we are wrong, please write in and correct us. But thank you very much, all of you. You can find the donation button and donate yourself and be thanked live on air by our real voices. 
Thank you very if much. If you so choose, you can also help us out by tweeting and Facebooking and all that kind of good stuff and spreading the word and telling people you meet on the streets. You see someone with headphones in, shout at them. Go, hey, is that a podcast you listen to? If not, why not? How may I recommend this one? Um, particularly if they're on public transport and they look like they just want to be left alone. Like, pull, just pull the headphones mm-hmm. out, like, out, of, out of their ears. And make sure everyone else on the train can hear what you're saying also. Yeah. Otherwise, you have to go up to each individual person. Yeah. So just yell it at the top of your lungs into their ear Mm -hmm. on the subway train. Um, We got an email from Sean Gordon with a story about the uh, perfect spot for a moon base. Yeah, a couple of people actually sent this in as well. I think Bill Robinson, maybe Justin Broad as well. Whoa, it's not your ass? (laughs) Oh, yeah, so you read it? All right. All right, read it. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, spoiler alert. It's... Andy Wood's ass. It is my ass. Oh, yeah. God. You could have just had a long... Oh, fine, okay, yeah. This is... It's a big article in, in NASA.com about Andy's ass. No, oh. actually, I saw this. This is very interesting. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, I, I'll, I'll just read the fucking first line, which is... Mm-hmm. Uh, this Piper Science articles, I don't know if you know this, Jason, they always feel like they have to be a little, like, uh, cheeky in the first few lines of the article I can't just go into a yeah I love a cheeky is this, that a moon reference cheeky sure uh, this sciencealert.com article says forget the romance of camping on the moon an unimpeded rain of radiation would make even short stays an express trip to Cancer City <laughs> capital C on both words what? okay uh, one way to protect lo- I don't know why they even founded Cancer City in the first place I, I, listen that's what I've been saying it's horribly pessimistic <laughs> like why would you do that I yeah. get I, I get the importance of municipal building <laughs> schemes yeah. and you know, public housing projects, but... Cheap cigarettes, though, over there. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're basically giving them away. Um, so Everything's, yeah. <laughs> like, really heat-proof because it's all asbestos. Right. Uh, one way to protect potential lunar residents from high doses of cosmic rays would be to stick their base underground. And researchers have now confirmed the perfect hidey hole. This is a science article. What the? F- okay. It's a hidey hole. It's a hidey hole for just such a cozy home that would be inside a lava tube on the moon's Marius Hills region. The view isn't anything to write home about, but the health benefits will be worth it. Scientists from Purdue and the U.S. and Japan's Space, space Agency, or JAXA, J-A-X-A, made clever use of radar data and information on the patterns of density across the moon's surface to map out a suspect depression establishing it as a candidate site for future moon villages. And uh, lava tubes on the moon are pretty much the same as those here on Earth. Have you been to any lava tubes here? Any uh, yeah, I've, only, I've only taken the, the red line downtown. I don't know if that was a lava tube originally, sure. but it's a, like... it's a good subway and it runs till about 1 a.m. <laughs> so I've not been to any lava tubes here. I, I have been to during this, uh, a couple of volcanoes. During though. this hot spell we're going through, that's the word for it, right? Hot spell. Uh, I would guess that those are lava tubes right now. The subway. This whole yeah, damn yeah. administration's a lava tube. I think it's called a temperature spread. Temperature spread. Yes, that's what we're going through right now. Uh, um, a, a warm time bucket. There, there we go. There we go. I had, it just feels like a not, warm time no, bucket. That, that's the one. That's the one. My, 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 I remember my parents saying that growing up when we'd have. If you're, if you pee and it feels like a lava tube. Go see your doctors. <laughs> you might be a lava tube. If you are made... <laughs> oh, let me do the rest of this article. As, as if, Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy lava yeah, tube okay. joke. Okay. Um, 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 <laughs> Jeff Foxworthy lava tube joke. Classic. If you are molten rock flowing over the lunar surface that quickly cools solid on the outside while staying runny on the inside, and once that internal stream of lava slows to a trickle, hollow passages can often form, you, you might, might be a lava, lava tube. tube. 
That's... Matt, this is gold. Yeah, it is. I'm marking it down. I get a time, get a time stamp for that. Make sure you know the time stamp for our, when we put out the best of probably science CD at the end of the year. Wow, blue collar science. Yep. Okay, so well, it's been a while since the moon was geologically active, mm-hmm. but its surface could still be riddled with such tubes and caves left over from its youth several billion years ago. These wouldn't necessarily be small cracks either. Thanks to the relatively low lunar gravity, some could theoretically be large enough to form a solid igneous roof over a base the size of a city. Most of this is speculation, though. Deep holes seen on the moon's surface could easily be sections of collapsed tubes, but until now there have been few details on how far underground such caves run. Um, A region on the near side of the moon called Marius Hills looked like the bubbled surface of a cooking pancake, making it a good spot to look for lava tubes. Uh, one window into the underworld discovered in the area by um, the Japanese selenological and engineering explorer seven years ago has been screaming out for further study. This giant rabbit hole was later confirmed, um, but few details on the deeper parts of its structure were gathered. Now researchers have used uh, data from that aforementioned Japanese uh, thing in combination with information provided by NASA's Gravity Recovery and International Laboratory System. Uh, mission, sorry, using gravitational patterns in the area to determine the rock's density and therefore the likelihood of hollows. They knew about the skylight in the Marius Hills, but they didn't have any idea how far that underground cavity might have gone. Um, so they so- used the gravity data over the area to infer that the opening was part of a larger system, and using this complementary technique of radar, they were able to figure out how deep and high the cavities were. Uh, to be detectable, the tube had to be a few kilometers, which is a mile or two in length, and at least one kilometer in height and width. While that's n- not enough for details to start modeling for giant curtains, I hate hey, the writing of this article. Cheeky. It does promise a refuge to explore for founding a, a sizable colony. That's a good... Yeah, if you had a mile or two long and a mile high covered underground spot that'd be a good little moon city so far the only the longest any astronaut has spent on the moon surface is about three days so to make a lunar base viable for longer periods residents would need protection to cope with this unfettered shower of accelerated plasma particles and high energy electromagnetic radiation because the moon of course has no has none of the atmosphere atmosphere, yeah yeah. so in the earth we're protected a lot by the uh both the atmosphere and the magnetic um uh field field of the earth so that both of those things deflect a lot of the particles away from us. So that's why we'd have to be underground. Yeah. To live. Or have something, well... Or have some very good uh, yeah. radiation shielding. Yeah. So they're they're trying to figure out a place to do both. Yep. And it would also there. provide access to geology that would otherwise require quite a lot of digging to reach. Maybe new types of rock samples, heat flow data, and lunar quake observation data. Hmm. What are the chances of uh, descent-style... Um, cave dweller horror movie creatures being in this thing uh they won't know until they get there oh, okay which is part of the fun yes right, right, right. Oh, are there any uh, plans to to send a, a new vehicle or a new scout or some people out there to check this out well didn't trump and his team recently announce that they have they wanted to do another lunar mission as a staging post for mars I think we might have talked about it on the show. Yeah, we talked about it on the um, live one from That's right. We're going to the moon. It's a beautiful moon. Um, It's the greatest moon. But other people pointed out that actually it's not necessary to go to the moon first if you're going to go to Mars, and it might be a waste of money. Of course it's a waste of money. It's a Trump idea. (laughs) I'm going to make a beautiful... I'm going to make a wall around the moon. 
and I'm going to have the moon pay for it. Has that joke been done enough? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that, Mars is Mars is even more incredible what we might find on there because that is actually might have some activity on it. Am I correct? Of, uh, in terms of ice and we, H2O and I think we've definitely have we agreed that that water is present on on Mars or is that still a slight speculation? I thought I with think some we've, of the more I, recent explorers we've we found it. Detect, yeah, I yeah. thought so too. Yeah, there's definitely water or the remnants of water. Right, right. Well, yeah, there's, but is there any sort of, you know, is there running water underneath the surface? Exactly. Have they paid their bills? That's the question. You show up there and it's like, hey, Mars, it's Earth. Oh. Hey. Now you gotta, <laughs> hey. you got to wait like three days, but not just th- three working days and it's a right, weekend. Right. And then they come over and then they turn on the, you know, the underground yeah. water tubes. You got to call Mars's super before you head to Mars first. Yeah. Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, just the Joe, Saturn's voice is Joe, is Joe Pesci. Hey, oh, that's a good movie, The Super. Hey, hey, it's me, Saturn, Joe Pesci. What have happened to me, by the way? Where have I been? I'm using all my money. It's fucking you know, living it up. Fucking sitting yeah. on a couch. Uh, did I did I talk about the the lava tubes that I went off? I went off course on the drive back from Bridgetown from Portland this year and found some crazy lava tubes near Mount Shasta. Wow. Did I talk about that, Matt? I'm Out here? Sure. I don't think you did. Mount Shasta up by the Oregon border. Gotcha. Highly recommend if you're driving the I-5 uh, corridor between Portland and LA, um, Google Pluto's cave. I just happened to see, I think I just saw something on a billboard out of the corner of my eye that I thought said something. I thought maybe it said cave, but like in retrospect, it wouldn't have been advertised because there was no actual building or money to be made there. Yeah. But then I just Googled cave uh, and I just happened to find this thing. I drove like an hour out of the way and um, then I drove down these roads that I was like, is this still, re-? I don't think they were actually real roads. And I was in this rental car that was not meant for off-roading. And, and then even then I had to walk another like, quarter mile off of that road and just hoped I would see something and I happened upon this fucking amazing giant I mean like some of the tubes were probably like 60 foot ceilings and no one was around it was probably over a mile of of tubes we could walk through of tube of tube and uh, you know it was obvious like kids were like you know there was like remnants of like beer cans beer cans and cigarettes and like shitty um, um, graffiti and stuff but it was fucking amazing partly because there was there was no signage there were no people there was no regulation of it it was just this crazy thing that i i documented the whole thing on instagram stories wow i kept being like that's really awesome yeah yeah so look up pluto's cave if you're near mount shasta yeah do you know the history of how they're formed or anything it's the same thing i mean mount shasta is a volcano oh it would have been an explosion the lava from that yeah i'll I'll find pictures so you afterwards it was really cool there's one up near mount st helens it was mm-hmm. also caused by Mount St. Helens blowing called Ape Cave. That's There's a lot cool. of cool stuff up there. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've been to Crater Lake, which is just amazing. Another yeah, yeah. Ancient volcano. But the power of the Earth is pretty incredible, Matt. It's, Why go to the moon where there's so much to explore here, you. Matt? That's all. I think it'd be very reasonable for the Trump administration to send a man to Pluto's cave by Mount Shasta. We're going to send a man <laughs> to Pluto's cave. Uh, we saw it on Instagram. <laughs> We're going to put a lot of money into it. I don't know why I'm doing Jeff Foxworthy as Trump. <laughs> But, uh, you know, yeah, the West Coast, there's, it's, it's a crazy, the, the type of activity and the type of, you know, formations here. That, wow, that's beautiful. Isn't that cool? And he showed me a picture there of There were some cave. skylights in parts of the cave. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're in that, so you that, know, after the lava. Yeah, that's not a good idea. Uh, 
Oh if, yeah. If you are, uh, <laughs> if you're being burned alive, you might be inside an, active, be an active lava, lava tube. tube. If you're, if your internal <laughs> organs have suddenly begun to boil and you're below ground near an active volcano, uh-huh. yeah, you might be the victim of a lava tube. Thank you. Did you ever see uh, David Spade's? You might be the Ebola virus. No. On Weekend Update, you didn't? <laughs> no. oh. You did a Jeff yeah. Foxworthy In, At the height of Foxworthy, he just came on Weekend Update as Jeff Foxworthy. He might be the Ebola like, virus. If That's you great. cause people to bleed from their <laughs> eyes and ears, you if you're a communicable be. disease, that Crushed. you might be the Ebola virus. Yeah. David Spade's career never landed after that. Oh, man. You, you don't fucking cross Foxworthy. Everyone knows that. You don't fuck with the Fox. Kill that man. You know what, you know what doesn't treat Ebola? What's that? Alternative medicine and herbal oh, remedies. Of course. What does it treat? I know where you're going. I love this story. Yeah, a few people sent this in. The, the link I'm clicking on was sent by Jake Young. Um, but uh, herbal remedies embraced by naturopaths are widely linked to liver cancers. Um, naturopaths That's what and, you fucking get. Yeah, and other gurus of alternative medicine love to tout the benefits of traditional herbal medicines. Uh, for example, Aviva Rom, a Yale-educated doctor who publicly defended Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop website, although later called it a caricature of everything alternative health for women. Yeah, well, I don't... I don't know. There, there's a whole extra bit of information yeah. in there. Apparently, there's some, there's some uh, schism there. Uh, but um, Aviva Rom sells her own line of unproven herbal remedies. Uh, billionaire Susan Samueli, who donated $200 million alongside her husband so the University of California in Irvine could open an integrative medicine program, promotes homeopathy, natru- naturopathy, um, and runs an active consulting practice versed in Chinese herbs. Um, and these herbal remedies are often seen as harmless, soothing treatments that tap into the ancient wisdom of traditional healing. While that may be the case for some, there are also those that cause cancer... <laughs> And sometimes it's nearly impossible to tell one from the other. According to a study published on Wednesday in Science Translational Medicine, traditional components of herbal remedies are used throughout, that are used throughout Asia are widely implicated in liver cancers there. In Taiwan, for example, 78% of a, tested, uh, a sampled 98 liver tumors displayed a pattern of mutations consistent with exposure to herbs containing um, arist- uh, aristolochic is that how you pronounce it? That seems right. Aristolochic yeah. acids, or AAs, as I'm going to call them from now on, as this article does as well. <laughs> they are carcinogenic compounds found in a variety of centuries-old herbal remedies said to treat everything from snake bites to gout, asthma, and pain. Again, asthma, like, asthma bad enough, or pain, def, you know, whatever. But like snake bites, you're bitten by a snake, and you're like, ah, just yeah. wait for this Rub some herbs on it. I'll wait for Mr. Miyagi here to it's one thing if it's rub a, his hands yeah. together. If it's a chronic thing and you've tried some other stuff and you're like, well, I guess I'll give this a shot. But like an acute thing, like a snake bite, your first course of action yeah. is, i got to get me some rub remedies. some leaves on that shit. All right, yeah, I've yeah. been shot. Someone prepare a poultice. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking no. Go to... Yeah. First have your friends suck it out. Right. Yeah. And get, then go to a hospital. Um, Weird. I mean, that's snake. I mean, that's the definition of snake oil bullshit yeah. Yeah. Uh, because of their toxicity some but not all not all of these herbs and plants known to contain AAs have been banned in Taiwan and other places mm. these flora tend to come from uh, the uh, genera um, Aristolochia uh, such as birthwort and pipevine Everyone and also asarium pipevine pipe wild gingers 
the FDA has also issued several warnings and advisories over AA-containing remedies, but still, they remain easy to buy online, and many AA-containing herbs may be hidden in traditional formulations, mislabeled, or not clearly labeled. Hmm. Studies done on products found to contain AAs show that their levels are extremely variable and sometimes can be very high. In In the year 2000, Belgian doctors reported that about 100 women taking a Chinese herbal treatment from a weight loss clinic in Brussels experienced kidney failure, and many later developed bladder and urinary tract cancers. Jesus. Yeah. Upon investigation, the doctor determined that AA-containing herb uh, Aristolochia uh, fangchi had been substituted into the treatment. Um, so yeah, they finding sub- reinforced the idea that the use of natural herbal medicine may not be without risk, the Belgian doctors concluded. They also noticed similar cases have been reported in France, Spain, Japan, the United Kingdom, and Taiwan. Um, the way they work is that they induce... Um, adenine to thymine that's the a to the t mutations in dna so an a becomes a t in the dna chain when such mutations strike in genes that are known to be able to drive cancers a tumor can develop um yeah and this article goes on but basically so not only are these things not effective yeah they not only are they at best placebo they're harmful cancer. well I, I wouldn't say well, actually, you know what some of them are at, that's the problem. Is that homeopathy just, is complete placebo. Homeopathy. That's the one where it's like, just di- it's super dilution. diluted. It's yeah. just there's nothing in a homeopathic pill. So that's pure placebo. But some of these clearly do have some effect. Like they sure. clearly have stuff inside them. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But when but you, they well, but like, that effect can also be very negative. Right, right. And the there's no regulation to them. Yeah, and the fact that something is is natural, like that fucking cop out is so so dumb. You know, like. There are tons of natural poisonous things. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> there are a lot lots of things. of things you can dig out of the ground, put in your body, and die yeah. quickly. From. I used to have an old bit about that. Uh, I used to have oh, a, sorry. My co- no, it's not. I mean, no, it's, you're not stepping on that at all. But I used to have a whole bit about like heroin is natural. Right. Yeah, cocaine's yeah. natural. Yeah, a pack of wolves yeah. <laughs> is natural. That's true. And people who want to be able to pronounce the names of the foods they eat, I'm like, you, you know that uh, humans made up the words for literally everything that exists, right? <laughs> Nothing came with words. Yeah. Humans it's- just made up names for every substance. Whether it's what you consider natural or not, we just made up the words for that. So sorry you can't pronounce it, but that doesn't speak about the substance, but just about like the person who named it and whether they were following a system and naming it or not. Like, can I be devil's advocate? Yeah, right now, what doesn't give you cancer? Okay, that's a good. That's a good point. You know these microphones. <laughs> oh, these are we did get the you know the cheaper ones that do come with a fifty percent <laughs> risk of, of lip cancer. Our cell phones in our pockets all day. Uh, it, you know, I was actually, my parents are like, got really into like natural medicine for a while when I was in high school mm-hmm. and it's not, none of it, none of it's covered by insurance. It's all out of pocket and it was just so expensive. My parents now have finally like toned it down and just do a couple things. Yeah. Um, but they, <clears throat> they're going all out and I was, I couldn't believe they were spending thousands of dollars oh, on this medicine and it's all about. Yeah, it's a placebo effect. You all just want to believe that this stuff will work because there's no m- research to the contrary. Yeah, you or, know, well, it's, I mean, sometimes there is research to the contrary. Well, it's not been, a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, at least research it shows it performs as well as a placebo, which pretty much means it doesn't doesn't perform. work. Yeah, yeah. There, well, there often it is the case that sometimes um, these are just by virtue of the way herbal medicine and alternative medicine works. 
you end up with a better placebo effect than a doctor visit because real doctors are underfunded and overworked often particularly in uh, hmm. countries with national health services where they're stretching resources and so they don't get to give as much time and effort so you sort of have one real doctor who actually has trained and knows their shit right mm-hmm. spending 10 minutes with you and just giving rushing out the door with a prescription you the pop and circumstance to have the placebo yeah. effect and then you go, oh. to this, you go to this bullshit the natural path yeah spends the best part of an hour like lifting up parts of your body and shining <laughs> things at you and putting bracelets on and seeing how they oh, affect you and gosh. looking under your tongue and doing all these sort of things that right which they, that stuff it does affect you it, it does calm you makes you feel it better it makes does. you feel and loved and connected but that's not you know that's not a we talked medicine about this on the live episode a couple of weeks ago the placebo effect is is very real um it's it's specific it's not even like the more dramatic the fake intervention, the more effective it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like so, the more produ- production there is behind it. Yeah, like, like mm-hmm. for a, um, a placebo injection has more of an effect than a placebo pill. Oh, right, right. Because of, you can feel it coming in. You yeah, and just because an, an injection in general feels more serious. You, you don't have an injection unless it's like... like yeah, anyone can just you don't inject St. John's wort very often. <laughs> yeah, like an injection is like that seems like huh. a more aggressive type of treatment, and so because of that, a placebo version of it has more of a placebo effect. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense. But yeah, um, uh, moral of the story is Gwyneth Paltrow is still 100 percent full of shit. <laughs> Goop, Goop. A couple weeks back, we talked about she was selling. Um, was it directly through her? There was someone affiliated with Goop who was selling these stickers that were supposedly made from spacesuits or something right and then nasa had to be like don't bring us into this shit like it's a sticker yeah. you put in your body and nasa it was like something. nothing this is not no, 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 material no, no. that was no, ever no, no, in no. our spacesuits. Yeah, this has not been to space right. this is not yeah that we also a few a while earlier i think it was goop and paltrow that was selling the same supplements that alex jones was selling oh, on yeah. his website yeah. but they just had different names like uh, like a Oh, the Goop version was shit. called like Eternal Goddess, and the Alex Jones one was like Patriotism for Patriotism <laughs> uh, Aliens, like Thrust Fuck, Thrust Fuck, uh, Lizard People. Take this, Lizard People won't get you. God, it's all just paranoia. It's just another way of dealing with your fear. Yeah, yep. it really is. And then the week after we talked about that, John Oliver did the big piece on Alex Jones. I yeah. Think. yeah, yeah. You guys broke that story. I heard. I mean, a listener did was like, did, did he listen to probably sites? You guys said the same thing about how the, the guy just turned red in the before and after picture. I was like, I don't think we were the first ones to say that. <laughs> I think both we and he read the news. Yeah, <laughs> like that's yeah. The couple of been yeah, going around. There's the correlation there. Speaking of fun news items, uh, hearing you say Herb a thousand times reminds me. Have you guys Herb. seen who KFC follows on Twitter? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> making Seven her- Herbs and Spices. It, 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 KFC follows 11 people. It's the five Spice Girls and six guys named Herb. That's <laughs> perfect. Herb Alpert. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes social media gets it right. Yep, I know. I was like, God damn you, corporations. Sometimes you're fucking funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one person working for right, somebody one department. KFC yeah. had a sense of humor. But that did kind of make me want to go go to KFC now. I'm like, these fuckers are funny. That, maybe, uh, their, maybe their food's better now. <clears throat> did you hear about that uh, Wendy's uh, viral tweet or whatever? Some guy had tweeted at Wendy's saying, how many retweets does this take to get a lifetime supply of nuggets? Uh-huh. And... Wendy's was like, you know, 80,000. 
and it went viral. And I think he got it. I think he went viral enough that now he he now gets this lifetime a, supply of nuggets. Like a, a Wendy's black card. <laughs> what is the actual thing? I don't know. I think I think Wendy's going to come visit him personally oh. and and bestow upon him a, a yeah a Wendy's black card or red card. I guess that's the thing. Is, it wouldn't even be about like I want. I don't want my name on a list of people that can get free stuff. I want. A thing in my wallet that I can show people because that's more yeah. fun than getting the free sure the free yeah, nuggets I want this that says free nuggets thing. for life yeah. well tweet at them Andy yeah yeah Let's see if we can do it make that happen hook it up yeah. uh, <laughs> do we have anything oh what next well I we probably should call it call it soon but I guess okay do you, do you have a quickie that you want to squeeze in yeah the, the <laughs> one that has the grossest picture associated with any article we've been set in a while is this <laughs> Yeah. Is this the bleeding person? It is. It is. Oh, my I God. Didn't, I didn't know this was a thing, but evidently some people can sweat blood. Yeah. Yeah, an Italian this scientist. This is great. Yeah. Horrifying picture. Uh, thank you, Jeff Candela, for sending this in. <laughs> this 21-year-old patient entered a medical ward following three years of bleeding from her palms and face. Oh. She didn't have any cuts, and nothing seemed to cause or trigger her bleeding episodes. Her condition was so bad that she'd isolated herself and developed symptoms consistent with depression and panic disorder. Hmm. After observing the patient and treating her for depression and anxiety, the Florentine doctor... Wait, after... Hold on a second. That makes it seem like depression and anxiety is like an outpatient thing. Like, we'll have have you out of here by this afternoon with your depression and anxiety fixed. Oh, he's just really sad. Yeah. 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 Okay. After observing and treating her for depression and anxiety... The Florentine doctor has diagnosed the patient with uh, hematohydrosis, the rare condition of literally blood sweat. Uh, But even to this day, doctors don't know what causes the condition, and some are skeptical as to its existence. An analysis of the patient's skin turned up nothing abnormal. Holy Um, shit. But yeah, there's a long history of of blood sweat diagnoses, according to a CMAJ commentary. Um, Mention of blood sweat occurs as far back as Aristotle in the 3rd century BC and throughout the Middle Ages. Uh, the condition has religious undertones, given its association with a religious relic called the Veil of Veronica, a of course. cloth imprinted with Jesus's face. I thought that was called the Shroud of Turin. It, that's that, a different. Thing. That's a okay. different face print of Jesus. Okay. Yes, two different he face did prints. A lot of, uh, did a lot of mask work back then. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was always like leaving his marks on people and things. Mm-hmm. Jesus, please don't use my towels anymore. <laughs> oh, you might not like it now, right. but trust me, this thing's going to be that. worth something. Uh, so yeah, it still hasn't been confirmed scientifically, even though, like I said, it's been mentioned uh, wow. throughout time. Although the authors of um, this 2012 dermatology textbook didn't officially deny its existence. So you're saying this is this is a unproven story? I'm saying I hope it doesn't come out next week that this was a hoax and we just reported on a fake thing. But the picture that that seems like blood sweat to me. It could I also mean, just be you blood. Doctor picture. It's true. Okay. Okay. Imagine how going to the gym, how hard it is oh, to go yeah. to the gym with this yeah. girl. I'm already the grossest person at the gym. Can you imagine sweating true. blood all yeah. over the place? It, how it does, does it even happen? I don't even know. It does mean that you can kind of prove that you're working hard with one less step. You just what need to mean? throw tears into the mix. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Great band. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah blood, you know, sweat, it's actually, tears. The comma comes after blood, sweat. Yeah. Blood, it's sweat, not, and tears. Blood, I sweat, blood, sweat. Tears? Two things. It's not three. Yeah. Uh, I knew a guy that would sweat blood. He would cry, sweat. Okay. And he would bleed Bleed tears. tears. (laughs) That guy was fucked up, man. If you bled tears, then your body would run on salty water, and I don't think that's possible. But anything. I think your blood is pretty much salty water. A little bit of food coloring. (laughs) (laughs) That's what blood is. Yeah. 
And if we're wrong, I'm sure someone <laughs> is going to write no, in no, no, and correct no. us next week. Times, I'm pretty sure. There are times when we say things that are scientifically suspect, and there are times when we have certainty. You don't need to write in. And uh, now, yeah, matter, that so. sounds good to me. Blood is mostly salty water with and a little bit, bit of, of food coloring yeah, in it. Co- it Andy Wood. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've established our expertise on this one. <laughs> Uh, Probably okay. science. <laughs> Where can our listeners find out more about you and your work? Oh, you can uh, find me at jasonscience.com. That's my website. And of course, Science Signs on Instagram. And I also have a new web series that came out on comedycentral.com and YouTube called You're funny. Killing Me. It's out right now, season one and two. And you can find them on Comedy Central, the app, the website, and the YouTube. So and check it out. super funny. And they have every episode has cameos from... Uh, Great people, a lot of whom are past guests. Brooks Whelan was on yes. the ones I watched yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nick Vatterot, uh, you know, Baron Grace uh, Helbig was on it. Baron Vaughn, yeah, absolutely. So Very, a lot of great. great Henry Zabrowski. It's like two minute things. You can you can bang through them. Bang through them. Very Check funny. them out, Very and funny. and then tweet at probably science podcast and tell them how much you liked mm-hmm. these episodes. Is that the right? Uh, it's just Twitter handle? probably at science. Probably science. Oh, yep. Shit, I messed yep. it up. But that's where you can find oh, wait, me. What guys. did you say? You didn't say. Yeah, I don't said, add podcasts to the. Twitter. Oh, oh, I said yeah, yeah. Uh, probably it's science. Long. It's longer than you can legally have a Twitter link. <laughs> legal? Don't get legal involved. It's but that's where you can laws. check me out. Yeah. Um, you can find us individually as well at, at Andy T Wood and at Matt Kirshen. Yep. And you can email us probably science at gmail.com You can tweet us at probably science. Spread the word. Be nice to each other. Tell your friends. Thank you so much, Jason, for joining us. Thank you so much, Matt, Andy. Don't See you next week. Don't fuck that armadillo. Don't fuck that armadillo. You might be a lava tube. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>